Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to Walkers and Talkers, episode 220. I'm David Brody from Elvis in the Morning Show. That is Jamie from Light FM. Hi, Jamie. Hello, how are you? Good. If you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. If you're not new to the podcast, thanks for coming back. And if you're not listening to this, you didn't hear, <laughs> you didn't hear that. We have a little bit of news, and we'll break down the episode from this week, which was entitled The Raft, which really wasn't explained until... Oh, very late in the episode. Yeah. But Jamie has had a hell of a week. Oh, my God. I've had some celebrity sightings, which I also talked about in the Brooklyn Boys, which I want, I'll talk about really quick here. Now, Jamie had bigger celebrity rushes this week. So I feel like Jamie's are bigger. So Jamie should go first. Even, oh, really? I, you want me to go first? Because they're not as big. Uh, you can go first. Let me hear. Because I don't know about yours yet. Well, I don't know. I, I, they could be on par. I don't know. <laughs> I, I had a debate with Skiri over his his celebrity sighting and mine, and I think mine was slightly bigger. So I feel like yours are bigger. So I'll go I'll go first because you I think yours are bigger. Okay. I went for lunch in Manhattan yesterday, and I saw on a motorized uh, scooter, like a Razor scooter, Mikey Day from Saturday Night Live zipped past me on the oh. street. I said, "Hey, Mikey, what's going on?" And he had ear, uh, ear pods in. Now I oh. and he was sort of like mumbling words, like he was singing. Like maybe a little bit. So I assume he didn't hear me or he fakes that. So no one bothers him. I don't know. But he seems like a good guy. So I'm sure he didn't hear me. But I was like, oh, Mikey Day. I'm like, oh, you got to love Manhattan. They're all over. I went to lunch with two friends and we sat at an outdoor table in a, um, you know, the the the, the restaurant sheds they built during COVID. Yeah. The three sided shed. So the, the, the street side, the sidewalk side was open. And the waiter, you know, we had a terrible waiter, but that's besides the point. And the restaurant was located... A door next to or a door down from a really nice tanning salon on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. And an older guy comes out of the salon and he's wearing Hawaiian shorts, I think. Like really loud, bright shorts and a t-shirt. And I look and, I, and I, I'm like 95% sure it was him. And I said to my friend Tom, I said, Tom, is that blah, blah, blah? And he says, yeah, he lives around here. It was John Lithgow. Whoa. John Lithgow. Whoa, that's a big name. Yeah, I thought it was a big name. I think yeah. your names are even bigger, especially <laughs> when it was multiple names. Yes. That's my story, my two celebrity sightings. Jamie, you had two celebrity sightings at the same time. Tell your story. I love The Walking Dead, but Breaking Bad is my baby. That is, I've watched it three times 
I absolutely love it. And my favorite actors besides Norman are Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston, who played uh, Jesse Pinkman and Walter White. And I always see their Insta stories and they're always popping in liquor stores for their Dos Hombres Mezcal they created together in Oaxaca, Mexico. And they're bartending here. Okay, yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. You're doing a commercial for them? No, I, I'm just, I've been drinking it for years. This isn't an ad. I just, I how love long, it. How and long this, have they had this tequila? I thought it was a new, new thing for them. 2019. So it kind of came out right before the pandemic. But I, and... I like where you mentioned where they made it. Oh, because I've been there and I had a whole conversation with them about it. Wait, wait, actually... wait. You went there because that's where they make the tequila? No, I was there way before them, actually. Oh, where? what's it called? Oaxaca? <laughs> so, so in Oaxaca, Mexico. Oaxaca. Very... Okay, Oaxaca. 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 Yeah, Oaxaca. Uh, it's this very little tiny village in Mexico that not many people have heard of or have really. Is been that the there. one that's spelled like X A C? Yes, it's O A. Yeah. O A X A C A. Um, so Oaxaca. Oaxaca. So when I that's not the I'm same a... as the Huacha that fired all yeah. the uh, arrows, the flaming arrows. <laughs> no, it's not. Okay. So when I saw that they created this and it was in Oaxaca, I'm like, oh my god, I've been there. So when I uh, when I Long story short, I went there in college to build cisterns <clears throat> for families for water filtration. A build a what? What'd you build? Cisterns. It's like a water filtration system, like these big wells, and we did cement and these gates. It was for a family oh. that needed water. It's called alternative spring break. So instead of going to Miami to take my top off, I did you know, <laughs> humanit- humanitarian work. And, and the world so, will always be that much yeah. le- less because you didn't. <laughs> because I didn't. So no, because I you didn't. Wahaka, Not because oh, you didn't. didn't. <laughs> Because you didn't go there didn't. and take your top off. <laughs> I did a good thing. So it depends who you're um, asking, but go on. Well, that's true. The world doesn't need to see all that. <laughs> all that. So, all that. What's going on? Oh my God. Jamie. So, Jamie, come on. Such <laughs> language. So I was very excited. Not only did they have this passion project, but I had actually been there. So I, I always see them on Instagram. I'm like, God, oh, man, I know I've met Norman so many times. I'm so lucky, but man bucket list, top tier bucket list if I ever got to meet these guys. So all of a sudden, a friend messaged me, hey, they're going to be a bottle king in Glen Rock, New Jersey, which I grew up in Ridgewood, which is one town over. I'm like, what? So I realized I started doing a lot of, it wasn't really, there wasn't a lot of publicity with it. You kind of had a deep dive on the internet. They were doing like a mini Dos Ombres tour where they were going to certain liquor stores for about 45 minutes. So they were going to Bottle King this Tuesday, yesterday. I lined up the night before at 11.30 p.m. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, what, yes. What time, oh were, yes. what time were they going to be there? 11 o'clock the next day. You you minutes. lined up around 12 hours early? Oh, hell yes, I did. Because this was bucket list for me. Like, did you sleep I on the sidewalk? had to meet them. So I got there. I took a little nap after work. Got there at night. Set out my two chairs with a blanket and my water, whatever. And then I slept it because it was freezing. And I don't know how these two fans. And but by the way, when I got there, people were already lined up from six o'clock that night. Be from Virginia. People drove there and were already lining up. I was but, I was fourteen what, 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 online. Was, was there a okay? Four, that means fourteen people are crazier than you. And, yeah, and, crazier than me. Can you believe it? I, 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 was there a <laughs> limit on how many people got in? Yes. So this is why I got there so early. Only the first 150 people could get in. After that, no go. What time did the 150th person show up? I would say before 6 a.m. So you could have gotten there at 4 a.m. and been fine. 
But what if there were like the real crazies came <laughs> and I showed up and there was the real people. crazies did come. You uh, me. I admit it. I admit it. It was bucket. I could. There was no was not an option for me when it came to this. Like I didn't care. I slept in my Jeep in a little ball. And then when I woke up, I hooked up my iPad to my sound system my car i was watching breaking bad episodes in there hyping myself up now, to get, now wait warm. wait wait just a minute there young lady <laughs> wait a minute you slept in yes. your car who saved your spot online then so you know we've been to a lot of conventions and sometimes the fans are a little crazy a little rowdy or if you're not in line or you're not standing there they're like hey you weren't standing here so i was trying to get the vibe of the breaking bad people they're relatively, they're meth heads what are you talking about well, relatively chill so <laughs> thankfully, the <laughs> it's the math that it's really about. So thankfully, I was able to put my stuff out. And about every 45 minutes or so, I'd go sit there for a little bit and then come back in my car. Nobody said anything like, hey, you need to be sitting here the whole time. I saw a lot of fans going back to their car to warm up or sleep for a little bit. And then all of a sudden, I'm telling you, a waffle truck pulls up, sunlight's out. There's like a thousand people. A porta potty's getting delivered. I mean, it was sheer madness at the Bottle Rock in oh, Bottle Rock, New Jersey. A, a waffle Crazy. truck. A waffle truck. I'm telling you. So all this stuff was happening. Well, tell me, so tell me more I, about the waffles. So I, I screw the waffles. I didn't care. I just, I was not. Whoa, whoa! Leaving screw this the spot. waffles. That's that's sacrilegious. <laughs> I, I was not leaving the spot. Now my spot was the golden ticket spot because. Now the line was wrapped around the side of the building and the other side of the parking lot. And there was, I mean, everyone and their mother was there. So I hear them start. They're going to give out tickets. I got my two tickets from my friend and I. We had the golden tickets, but they were blue. Um, and then they were supposed to be there at 10, 15. They came there about 11. We came in groups of 10 and we walked in and they were very cool. I got, I had a whole conversation with them about Oaxaca, Mexico and their all they made and Aaron if you I posted the video on my part of it on my Instagram they were very engaging they signed a bottle of Dos Ombres for me I got pictures with them um and Aaron Paul kind of saved my life um this is what happened did you choke on something choke on a waffle uh well this is what happened because you know me this is this would happen to me and you'll understand so we're in the middle of talking you broke your ass again didn't you I almost did. I almost did. And there's video footage of it. I swear to God, this is what happened. I So we're talking and Aaron asked me a question. I answered and then someone's screaming, ma'am, ma'am, take your picture, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, oh, okay. What, what, so, what, was it Brian Cranston? It wasn't Brian Cranston. <laughs> <laughs> Say my name. So it wasn't him. So I'm like, oh, okay, sorry, sorry. I don't want to hold up the line. So they were on a, like, signing on a counter so you couldn't like put your arms around them because they were on the other side. So you could do like, you know, the counter lean. So I went to lean on what I thought was the hard counter next to Aaron. It was not. It was a um, pile of dos ombre boxes that were empty. So when I went to lean on it, oh, I bit it and no. fell over. So I started to Where's go. Where's the video? I'll, I'll show you the video. Okay. It's so embarrassing. So you see my face. I'm starting to fall over. I catch myself, and then Aaron very kindly caught my arm and kind of put his arm around me, and they were we were all laughing. But uh, yeah, of course I fell. They so. probably figured you were hitting the uh, mezcal too hard, or I was faking my fall so he could touch me. <laughs> so, but I didn't. I didn't fake it. It was very, very real. And, so and then, anyway, then did you go over to Brian and fall again? No, I didn't. I didn't. But it was mind blowing. So exciting. I would have waited even longer. They were so kind. 
so generous, very engaging. I love them, love them, love them. So if you ever get a chance to meet them or you haven't seen Breaking Bad, please, I beg you, because it is, it's worth it. It's the best show. All right. Yeah, I'm hyped. <laughs> okay. And now what are you doing later in the week? You, you said you had something big to tell me. Yes. So I have been, and people are going to make fun of me. It's fine. Bring it. I have been a Hanson fan for 25 years. Love them. Have been a fan. Calling Z100. Winning tickets since I've been 12 years old. When they came out in 1997. And and, 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 and you've met them? I've met them a few right. times. Very, you know, I'm very grateful for that. But they're doing a world tour now called Red, Green, Blue. And I have. And what does that mean? In, it's their favorite colors. And it's like this album they're doing. And they, I'm seeing them at the Beacon Theater in July, which I can't wait. I'm very excited. And they were doing a very limited event at this place called Rough Trade Records in New York City by Rockefeller Center. And they're doing an in-person record signing. And I found out about it too late. And I didn't get a ticket. And I was on a waiting list. And I've been waiting and waiting in the events this Friday. And a couple years back, I met a fan that I became friends with and she cannot make it. And she transferred her ticket over to me. Wow. And now I'm going Friday night to see Hanson in person to have them sign their new record. That's fantastic. Now the Woo! first time I have a couple of questions. The first time you met yes. them, was it through the radio station? No. Um, the first time I met them was just outside of a concert by their tour bus. Okay. Yeah. And then didn't I arrange for you to meet them at some point? Yes. You, so we're the Late FM, 106.7 Late FM in New York City. We're the Christmas station, and they were happened to have a new Christmas album coming out, and it was like the stars aligned, and you sent me a message from their people. They wanted to come up for their Christmas album. It was like October or November, and they came to Late FM, and they performed at my desk. They played Christmas music. We did a full interview with them. I literally spent the whole morning with them. It was like the best day. So... Now I get to see them again. I think you need to post video of you falling on your butt and <laughs> oh and them singing at your desk on uh, walkers underscore oh, talkers. How about that? I will. I have videos of both, but me falling, I uh, think, wins. Let's get so, those. Not, I didn't quite those. fall. I, I caught myself, but it was very embarrassing. All right, well, let's, I'd like to see both those videos on walkers <laughs> underscore talkers. Okay, I will put them up. <laughs> I think that's the least you could do. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> I am surprised, by the way, that you didn't use your Light FM power to get a to get admission to this event, um, I did. Do you want to hear how real quick? Um, the people I think will appreciate the story. So my best friend is the mayor of Glenrock, New Jersey, and I was in her wedding. How does that I happen? Was her, I was her bridesmaid. I she's my people, right? So I reached out to her. Her name's Christy, uh, Mayor Christine Moreno. By the way, I'm talking right? about I'm talking about uh, Hanson. You're talking- oh, Hanson? Oh, I'm sorry. They're no, about no, keep, keep, please keep talking about well, you. Well, this is a this is a great. And why story. couldn't she get you to the front of the line without having you wait all night? So I asked her. I said, Christine, you know, I never asked for this stuff, but I'm pulling out every stop to meet to meet these guys. What can you do? So she wrote a letter, to Bottle King manager, and said that. And this is true. She She's a fan of the show, too. She wanted to come, but she does mayor stuff all the time. She's a big deal. She's doing that mayor she, stuff. She does have mayor all the time. <laughs> so Christine writes a letter to the manager of Bottle King and says, Jamie from Light FM, thank you so much for spearheading this for me. And, you know, I'd love to be there, but she's going to be taking my place that day and she's going to welcome them to the town. So now I'm like, oh, my God. This is a big deal. Like, I'm going to be welcoming Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul to the town of Glenrock. I'm like, this escalated really quickly. The mayor gave me permission to do this. 
So then Bottle King reached back out and they said, actually, their team said it's just about the fans today. We're not doing any media, press, radio, newspaper, or anything. So I didn't get to do that. So that's when I went back online. <laughs> but oh, I tried. Oh. I And even before I pulled the mayor card, I went into Bottle King twice and introduced myself to two managers, said who I was, gave them air checks, and it got me nowhere. Wow! So my my ass was online at eleven thirty p.m. And, and you and you almost broke it. And I almost broke it in front of Aaron Paul. So it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> All right. All right. But that's my story. <laughs> well, I have one more story I'll share with you, which I shared on the Brooklyn Boys, but I'll share it with you as well for our, our, our Walkers okay. and Talkers fans. I'm a big fan of the band Rush. Oh a yeah, progressive metal band, and very big in the medium big in the seventies, very big in the eighties and nineties. And now they're, they're a classic rock band, and unfortunately the drummer passed away. And so it's it was a three-man band, and now the only two members of the band are Getty Lee, the bass player, and Alex Lifeson, the guitar player, because Neil Peart passed away, the drummer. So I'm walking to get on the train yesterday uh, in Manhattan, about two blocks to the train from where we park our cars, and I'm behind a, I would say they both look like they were late 50s, early 60s, and the one guy has got a blonde, blonde, short blonde hair, and he's a little, little chunky, like put on some weight for a man his age. No, not fat. And the other guy is a thin man with a pointy nose and round John Lennon glasses and, a, okay. and long black hair in a ponytail. Oh, my God. I said to myself, that's Rush. That's Getty yeah. Lee and Alex Lifeson walking down the street in Manhattan. So I whip out my camera and I get a picture of them. Like, but I can't really see their faces in the picture. I had seen them when they talked to each other. They turned to talk to each other. And I'm like, it looks like the guys are... Yeah. So I, I get on, they're, they're going on the subway too. So they go down the steps. I go down the steps. And we get on the platform. I see that it's it's not actually the guys from Rush. It, <gasps> it wasn't? It's two guys who happen to be together, who happen to look like both of them, about Hilarious. 85% the guys in Rush. Oh my God. So I take a picture of them from like when they're talking. Now I'm on the side of them and I can see the sides of their faces. So I get a really good picture of them and I put it on my Facebook page. And I, and I put it on Twitter. I didn't put it on Instagram. I'm going to put it on Instagram tonight. And I post it and I, and I tag the band at Rush the band. And I, and all my, I have so many friends that are like hardcore rock fans and fans yeah. of Rush. Nobody called me out and said, that's not them. What? <laughs> that's amazing. Can you pull up my Facebook page now? Uh, yeah, let me open it up. Which, uh, just a reminder, it's not public. It's just for my friends and yes. family. Uh, just go look at uh, my photos of them. And so... People made jokes like, oh, they must have been getting on the train for rush hour. Or were they taking oh the train? Were they taking the train to Bangkok, which is on the train to Bangkok, uh, which is, you know, uh, it's a song lyric. So they were making all kinds of rush puns. And not one of them said, and I even put like a screwy smile, like a screwball face. Like, oh, look, I met rush. Like weird face. Nobody said, wow, those guys look just like them. Or, oh, my God. Everybody commented. Did you find it yet? Oh, I see him. Right? 90% rush, right? That is so funny. People even gave like the wow emoji. Like, whoa, you saw him? Right. Like, it's, okay. If it was one or the other, you'd be like, nah, it's not him. That's not them. But the fact that they're together looks enough like, like that they're on the it subway. Lo- it looked enough like it. Yeah. So nobody called me out. So I got away with that. I wanted to put it on Instagram, not tell anybody, but I, I, I want to, not everyone listens to the podcast. So we'll see if anybody notices. That is really funny. That's a great shot, too. Yeah, right? It, like, it's close enough. Yeah, and they look like they're together. It's funny. They were together. They were walking. They were together. Love it. So, yeah, there you go. All right. 
So let's talk about Fear the Walking Dead. This episode was called The Raft. Jamie, did you like it? It was okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, correct me if I'm wrong on the math, but there are three episodes left, correct? I believe so. This is number seven, right? Well, this was episode 13, wasn't it? Oh, man, sorry. In my head, yeah, it's the second part. In your head, it's seven? I don't know. I don't know what I thought. It was. I, I don't know. Even if it's the second half, it wouldn't be seven. No, it wouldn't. Well, I feel like there's been so many. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I'm sleep deprived, okay? Uh, yeah, if I asked you uh, Hanson trivia, you'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, RGB, you said it was their favorite colors. It also stands, it's it's short for uh, the initials of Roy G. Biv, the colors of the rainbow. And That's true. it's the three main colors on a television set. And it's the th- my three favorite colors, the three favorite colors of my three daughters. Really? Yes. Interesting. Knowing them, there's some deeper meaning besides just their favorite color, but... Maybe they're big into television, because that's those are the three colors you adjust on a TV, the reds, the blues, and the greens. That's interesting. Hmm. Isn't it, though? Huh. The more you know. Dun, dun, dun. The more you know. <laughs> My point was, with three episodes left, Morgan does something at the end of the episode, right? We don't know how that's going to end up. Mm-hmm. Alicia may or may not be dying. People are going to die in the tower. Fight. John already died. Charlie is dying. And with three episodes left, when are we seeing Madison? Yeah, that's true. It better be knowing that it'll be like the last episode. She's not living at the tower because we would have seen her or she would would have known that. Right now, we we know that she's arrested or she's interrogated because in the trailer, they tell she that this is what your name is now. And she's wearing black leather gloves, looking badass. And I thought maybe she's in the basement of the tower. But I don't think Strand would, would uh, hold her prisoner. He would try to get her on, on his side. He'd be like, hey, remember me? We were friends once. We shared liquor. Right. So is she being held at Padre? Oh, shit. You know what I mean? Imagine. Yeah. Because. Maybe she found it. <laughs> right. Maybe she founded Padre. And we, so we don't know that. Also, the woman in the episode, Maya, did she come from Padre? So I, we'll talk about that later in the episode. I'm just saying we're running out of time. For the big Madison, they said it's not going to be a cameo like Maggie did it when she just showed up for season mm. 10 at the end. So she's going to be in an episode. They better get cracking. But is it a bottle episode where, or like where she's bottled off and she's just being held and the cliffhanger is you don't know who's holding her? Oh, yeah. With that weird voice on the other end of the monitor. Right. Which means Alicia does. I, she, if Alicia's going to die, she needs to die when her mom's there. Or at least they need to see each other. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. All right, so the episode's called The Raft. Sherry is out on a supply run, and she has a self-inflating raft that she must have gotten from the submarine. Now, I have a question about the raft, which I'll bring up later, but if you're in a zombie apocalypse, and we find out later in the episode that the raft is not for her, she says, it's not for me, to someone else, okay? Why would you inflate it if the other person wasn't there? I know. I thought the same thing. Like, what are you doing? Someone can steal it, or a walker can like rip it. Why? Why would you? Yeah. Why that's it? it I, I know the purpose was to show the audience that you have a raft, but you could have just showed like on the tube it was in inflatable raft, like written on the tube. A- yeah. Am I right? Yes. Thank you. Uh, so she calls Dwight, and Dwight says, "I can't come there right now. I have to go help some woman who called me." She's in distress. I'm going to go rescue her. So we see the woman. She's being chased by radioactive walkers. And, you know, she does the, the woman fall thing. 
You know, she trips over her own feet. <laughs> like me. Yeah. She picks up a rock like she's going to defend herself. But wherever she's from, she's come into this area of Texas, which is not far from where nuclear weapons went off. So where has she been living? Where did she come from? And what we find out later, but why doesn't she have a weapon? She has nothing. Yeah, how how is she surviving? So she she doesn't kill any of them, and just as she's surrounded, Dwight shows up because she had called him for help and shoots all of the walkers except one. Isn't it always convenient that they always kill all but one? But one, yep. And the radioactive walker is heading towards her, and she's frozen, leaning against a tree. She she obviously is not a fighter. She can't kill them. And luckily, so, so Dwight, by the way, makes no effort to get off the horse and maybe run and kill the thing. He's like, I'm out of bullets. You're on your own. Uh, Even though you called me for help, you can go die now. Okay, bye. Shari shows up and shoots the final walker. I just don't understand how this woman's alive. Anyway, her name is Maya, and she says she's from like 20 miles away, and she came there because her son Marco disappeared in the middle of the night, and she doesn't know uh, what could have happened. So. She jumped in a raft or some kind of vessel and uh, and showed up. She said she heard Strand's call for people to join the tower, like a call for help. Yeah. So, again, she said she was like 20 miles away from the tower. She said she hasn't seen her kid in a month, and she wants to, to know if maybe her kid is in the tower. And Dwight says, well, we don't really talk to those people, but if you think your kid is there, you know, I'll point you in the right direction. I'll send you to the tower. Because, you know, and she's useless. She's not a fighter. It's not like she can help. Oh, she was pathetic. Sorry. Yeah. And Sherry says to him, like, what are you doing? Like, we have a, we have a war with these people. And Dwight's like, hey, listen, if she's going to find her kid, we got to do the right thing. So Dwight already has started the, you got to be a good parent, and it's about finding the kid. It's, it's already becoming a theme in the episode yep. that the kids, you know, that, that they're, par- they're parental. Okay? They're getting parental vibes, Dwight and Sherry. Yes. But then I'm thinking... Why not send her there? She's going to be no use fighting on your side and she'll be an easy kill on their side. And maybe they'll dis- she'll distract them in some way because yeah. you know, she's useless. Morgan calls for help on the walkie because he's carrying baby Mo and all of the walkers are behind him, following him from a distance because he's walking faster. And he says to them, listen, I brought some walkers with me. I'm going to need your help. And she says, well, how many walkers? He got the whole herd to follow him. The, the herd, by the way, think about this. He got the herd to follow him after John gave his life to keep the horde from following him. He, and then thousands are following him. Yeah, he could have just said, oh, I want, oh I, I want to draw the walkers away. Come with me. Instead, he yeah. goes, I'm going to buy you some time. He goes, oh, great. Good. I can get away. What's that all about? I'm calling bullshit. You let the guy die, and your plan was to let him to let them follow you in the first place. Anyway, <laughs> uh, th- that's just ah. Uh, like if John is looking down from heaven, he's going, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I mean, he was going to die anyway, but he wasn't going to be eaten. That's worse. I mean, yeah, that's that's way worse. Way worse. Way worse. All right, Dwight and Sherry agree that they probably will not win the war uh, to take the tower, uh, but Sherry wants the things they talked about in the wrestling ring family, a life, and they agree they won't be able to get that if they don't take the tower. Like, we're never, exactly. we're never going to have the life we want living here. Like, uh, you know, possibly dying all the time. 
Dwight and Sherry show up where Morgan is on horse. They are horseback. They show up where Morgan is. He's got baby Mo and a little carrier. And he says, John gave his life for me to get away. But the walkers followed me anyway. So the plan didn't work. And then I didn't discourage more walkers from joining in. He said, so the, the tower doesn't have the army of walkers around it. And now would be a good time to attack the tower until he shows the light on the roof, the, the big light to, to attract more walkers. Yeah. Right now, they're, they're, it's unguarded by walkers. Somebody with an automatic weapon starts firing at them from not that far away. Now, I'm not saying you have to have good aim to fire an automatic weapon because you're just spraying bullets. But Dwight and Sherry are on giant horses and Morgan's there. There's three people and two horses and the guy hit none of them. None of them. You know, he, he hit the car, the burnt out car. He hit the trees, the ground, but he can't, he can't hit the horses. Nothing. Of course not. Morgan says, I have a plan. And he gives the baby to Dwight and Sherry. And he says, you guys, you guys can travel faster than I can. I guess they're not going to take the horses because the horses ran off at this point. Again, these people have an endless supply of horses, apparently. So Dwight and Sherry take the, the baby. Isn't it funny? They were talking about having a baby. Excuse me. They were talking about having a baby. And of course, the episode plays out where they get a baby to take care of. Isn't that great? This poor baby has been passed around to everybody and their mother. Right. But passed around to the two people that were just saying, wouldn't it be great if we had a baby? Oh, here she is. Right. If there was some way to test us as parents, here's a baby. Yep. Oh, here's, here's your chance. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. The Walker herd, Morgan says, I'm going to distract them. I'm going to get them to refollow me because we need to have them follow me so they don't go back to the tower. The walkers all walk up the hill to the guy with the automatic weapon. And oh. then you hear the guy scream. Do you remember that part? Yes. Okay. If the guy had an automatic weapon, he should have been able to take out enough of them that he could have run away. But did he stand there and fight? I, that's what it sounded like. Because why didn't he run away or shoot him off? There was a thousand walkers. Why, would, why wouldn't you run into the woods or uh, distract them? Seriously. I, I, I don't get that. I don't know how you die from a herd of walkers if you have a weapon and you can run away. They didn't surround him. Mm. Morgan fires his gun. Now that the other guy's dead, he fires the gun to get the attention of the walkers. Follow me, follow me, follow me. Come this way. Mm. Dwight and Sherry run into a guy in full armor and a helmet on a horse. And they say, listen, man, you got to get out of our way. Okay. Now, here's a question. The guy on the horse had no idea that Dwight and Sherry would be coming that way with a baby. They, they had no idea they'd be there at all. There's there's no way. There's no way. They didn't say like where their coordinates were. They didn't say they'd be coming that way. They didn't come down like a hallway. It's open space. They happen to be coming through this area, whatever. Random coincidence. And and so he takes his helmet off. He goes, he's not going to shoot me. Because Sherry says, I'll shoot you if you don't move. He says, you're not going to shoot me. You guys have a code. He's like, what? What do you mean? How do you know about our code? He takes his helmet off and it's Wes. So... Oh. Somehow, again, coincidence bullshit, Wes is just there. In a zombie apocalypse, he knew where they would be. So Wes rambles on about how you don't even believe the future you promised. You guys lied to me. I'm all hurt. My butt, I'm butt hurt. So now yeah. I'm on the other side. I would kill you because you didn't find me the perfect home you promised. I killed my own brother because of you. No, you killed your brother because he was a maniac and a cult. Yeah. Now, now he's blaming Dwight and Sherry and all you people because you lied to me. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't Wes a, a peaceful painter? 
Yeah, he was. And now he's great. And a writer. He wrote a book. And he was like doing painting. Right. And, like, now, now he's barking always like, go find them. Garcia, don't come new, back without him. Garcia, he's the new Howard. I, I don't, I, I just, he turned from a sweet guy. And a week ago, you know, he was in a, Arnold put him in a cage. Right. And, uh, and he didn't want, he didn't want Daniel to kill anybody. Yeah. What happened to him? He switched on a dime, I tell you. Oh, he was yeah. peaceful and uh, his brother may have tried to kill him. Like, you know, your brother may have tried to kill you and now you're upset that you killed him. Man. So Dwight says to him, look, man, I know what it's like to be the right-hand man of a bad person just to protect yourself, meaning Negan. He says, you know, you don't want to do that. You can come back with us and join us and we'll pretend like you never left. Like, it's all good. We'll wipe the slate clean of whatever whatever things you've done or, you know, or that you temporarily took a strand side, whatever. So Wes is like, I- I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. So... He rambles again about why, you know, the world's, you know, oh, you guys were in bed in my day. <laughs> so Shari says, look, this is your last warning. Get the hell out of our way. And he says, what's that supposed to mean? So she shoots at the ground. By the way, thanks for proving his point that you wouldn't kill anybody. She shoots at the ground. The horse freaks out and flips him off the horse. So now Wes is injured. He's laying on the ground in bad pain. He can't get up. He's like, oh, you think maybe his leg's broken? So we're not going to see him again, right? Wrong. Right. Wrong. Morgan is now at least a quarter of a mile ahead of the herd of walkers. And I'm not sure why the walkers are still following him. They're so far away from him. But he's trying to draw them to the pit. And then a car explodes near him and it draws the walkers' attention away. And Morgan ducks behind a car because there's always a car behind it. They can always duck behind a car. There's oh, always a car. Always. Always a car. Alicia taps him on the shoulder and says, hey, I exploded the car. That was me. I did it to save your life because these walkers are following you. Like, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. And he says, no, no, I, I, I need them to follow me. I'm trying to draw them away from the tower. I don't want, I'm drawing them to the pit. And by the way, the pit idea, maybe they weren't aware of it, but the pit was full of radioactive walkers. Why would you throw another thousand walkers to then end up with another thousand radioactive walkers? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now they're all painted. Well, they would be, yeah. So Alicia says, look, I found the transmitter I was looking for, but I didn't find any people to help us. So Morgan says, well, I got the baby out, but he doesn't mention that John died for some reason. He doesn't say that. Yeah, he does like, like he dumped it on Alicia, uh, Dwight and Shari. Uh, John, John gave his life to save this child. Doesn't say anything to Alicia. Don't you want to update her? Don't you think she should know? Uh, yeah, she should know. Morgan says, we're attacking the tower tonight because it's unprotected. And Alicia says, our people aren't ready. He says, look, I understand if you don't want to fight, but I made the call. Like, I was here, baby. You left. Yeah. All right? So we're fighting. He goes, you can join us if you want, but we're going. She says, well, did you see the little girl I'm looking for? I told you about. And he says, no, I didn't see any little girl because she, ima- <laughs> she imagined a little girl. Uh, unless, unless, the only thing that I could explain is that little girl is that woman's son, Marco. And Maybe oh. she thinks it's a girl because it has long hair. Because yeah, and the mask was on. I don't remember if we saw the girl without the mask. I don't. I don't remember. But I don't think we did. But I could be wrong. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Or maybe that girl knows what Marco. I think the girl's imagine, imaginary. So she so she says to Morgan, "Look, uh, you followed that the the senator Walker all over the area. I'll help you lead these walkers away. I'll go with you." 
So the two of them walk off together with the walkers behind them in this giant herd. And, and a herd is not like when you're in school, you get in two lines. A herd is like a wide, large group of walkers. I say that because oh, yeah. I'm going to reference that later in this, in this episode, I promise. Uh, and I'll, oh, Now, Jamie, here's the type of the, the very popular segment now on the podcast. Yes. What ID would you like to hear? Oh, all right. I'm prepared this week. I thought about it. Oh, look at that. I really thought about it. Okay. okay so I would please like Scott Wilson. Uh, oh, fun. Scott I know, Wilson. I know. All right. Here's your Scott Wilson. I hope you enjoy it and don't cry too much. Thank you. We'll be right back after Scott Wilson and a few uh, sponsors. Hi, this is Scott Wilson Herschel from The Walking Dead. And you're listening to the Walkers and Talkers podcast with David Brody and Jamie. Have fun. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, Jamie. I hope you will go back and listen to the podcast. You can hear your Scott Wilson ID. He's a sweetheart. Was a sweetheart. Yeah. Mm. Dwight and Sherry are in a uh, abandoned car wash, which I feel is redundant because, of course, it's an abandoned car of wash. Of course it is. <laughs> and Dwight uh, makes a mobile out of air fresheners, and he calls it an automobile. Oh, uh-huh. Dwight's gonna be a great dad, even though he killed uh, Doctor What's Her Face, Doctor Denise, shot her in the eye with a oh, crossbow. God. Let's not forget Dwight. Oh, man. Dwight wasn't just, you know, like going along to stay alive. Dwight was an evil son of a bitch. He really was. I know they're trying to remake him as a sweet guy who got taken advantage of. He was a prick. He shot Daryl in the shoulder. Am I right? I forgot about that. Yeah, your boy. Oh, my boy. I'll kill you, Dwight. And then they were in the lineup. (laughs) He was roughing them up. Oh, he made my boy eat dog food. Yeah. Put him, on, put him on Easy Street. I was just going to say Easy Street. <laughs> so Dwight is really good with the baby, and Sherry is bothered because she's worried that she'll never have a kid. I'm going to have a kid. Luciana calls on the walkie and says, by the way, I'm not making fun of that. I'm just saying that's the way she sounded. Luciana yeah. calls on the walkie and says, don't come to the submarine. We're evacuating it because of a radiation leak. Isn't that perfect timing? They've been living in the submarine for months and months. But the, and now what happens? Come on now. The day they're going to attack the tower is the day they lose the submarine. Come on now. Come on now. And now all the food's right contaminated. Oh, you're right. And they had so much food. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. So I'm calling bullshit. Uh, Dwight finds boat navigation maps in Shari's bag, but he thinks it's th- that she was going to leave him. And she says, no, I wasn't going to leave. The raft's not for me. It's for you. Now, I don't know why it couldn't be for both of them, by the way. Yeah. She says, I, I, I was worried that you were going to turn into the person you used to be. Isn't this old already that she's been whining about this? 
Yeah, I was going to say, honey, you're saying the same thing over and over. And he keeps saying, no, he won't. You keep saying, are you going to turn into the president? Yes, you will. Yeah. You don't have much faith in the guy. Poor guy. He's only your husband. No big deal. Yeah. He says, I feel like, you know, you heard Strand's message looking for a right-hand man, and you would do it. You would do it to protect us, and I don't want you to do that. I don't want I don't want to do that to you. And I thought to myself, why didn't they kill Wes? Why did they leave Wes there lying in pain? He couldn't get up. Well, Wes shows up and he's like a, a badass out of a Western movie <laughs> standing in a perfect triangle with the two guards behind him. Oh man. Now he's got his own formation. He's got the Wes formation. He does. Wes demands the baby. Now, again, how did he find them in the car wash? after being shot at like what the hell does he have a tracker on them doesn't know what direction of all the directions they would go in did he follow the horse prints is that what he did he followed the horse tracks is that he is, a, tra- is he a tracker now Ugh. seriously all right <laughs> so dwight says if we hand over the baby can we still take strand's deal and come live at the tower and sherry's like whoa 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 i don't want any part of that agreement and Wes says, it's not up to me, but, you know, we can at least discuss it, which is the same thing Howard would say. It's not up to me, but. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah, I'll put in a good word for you. Trust me. So I said, I wrote here, guarantee this is a ploy by Dwight. If I know it's a ploy by Dwight, why don't they know it's a ploy by Dwight? Why aren't they Seriously. smart enough to figure out, I don't trust this guy. Make him get down on the ground like what policemen would do and yeah. handcuff him or frisk him on the ground. So Dwight walks right up to one of the guys because Wes is the leader and the guy was searching Dwight's hands. Like he made him take the gloves off. Yeah, that was so weird. I don't know what, I don't know what that was about. What do you think he's hiding in there? Dwight grabs the guy and then I did, I watched again in slow motion and I re I reran it. I, I backed it up again a couple of times. Somehow, even though he didn't grab the gun necessarily of the third guy, the second guy gets shot in the elbow. Yeah. I don't know how he got shot. So then the, the second guy, behind Wes tries to shoot Dwight, but Dwight is holding the third guy. So of course the guy shoots his buddy instead of Dwight. Oh my. Now Dwight doesn't have a weapon. So at that point, why would you just fire when your buddy's in the way? Wouldn't, wouldn't you just say, Hey, drop him or I'll kill you. Exactly. And you know, bullets go through people, right? Uh, yeah, they do. Last time, last time I heard, but the, now they don't all go through, but they're, they're firing. Usually- they're firing automatic weapons. I would imagine they're high-powered automatic weapons. Those bullets are going to go through the first guy into Dwight. But they don't. I'm calling automatic weapon bullshit. <laughs> now the two guys, the bad guys are dead, but Wes isn't. Follow me so far? Yes. I, I don't know what happened to the first guy. He got shot in the shoulder. I don't know if he's dead or not. But the third guy is dead. The second guy is shot in the shoulder. And so Dwight is on the ground... Because the shot guy, he, he, I don't know, he knelt down to drop him to the floor. So Dwight is like on all fours or he's kneeling down. Rather than pay attention to Wes, he turns around and yells, Shari, run! Oh my God, I know! Now, Shari has a knife, I think, right? She, oh, she's always loaded for bear. She's always ready to go. So Wes jumps on. Now, where's Wes's gun? Wes doesn't have a gun or a knife? Unless they knocked it down when he fell, but I think he would. Yeah, so Wes doesn't have a weapon, so he jumps on top of Dwight. And Dwight's yelling, run, Sherry, run. All Sherry has to do is walk up and shoot Wes. Right? He 
right there. There's automatic weapons, two of them laying on the ground. Just go over and kill him. But she runs off with the baby and the father, the, we find out later, the father of her child, she just runs off and leaves. Why does she care about the baby? I understand it's a baby. But Dwight, D- you're leaving Dwight? You two of you could take Wes. You're a tough girl. Go punch him. I, I could. I, I can't. <laughs> Morgan and Alicia are walking with the walkers behind them. Alicia looks like crap. Like her yeah, skin. She looks really awful. Bags under her eyes like she hasn't slept in days. She's still having fever at night. And she said the dreams are getting worse. And so Morgan says, oh, how are the dreams getting worse? And she says, I can't separate myself from them. I don't know, you know, I don't know what's reality and what's not. Well, the dreams aren't getting worse. Your experience is getting worse, but the dreams aren't getting worse. Morgan has a cassette recorder and he plays a recording on the cassette. Now, I don't know how the cassette's still working, by the way, all these years later. Come on now, with batteries and tape and all that. So, so on the tape, what's her face? Grace recorded a message for Morgan that said, you should take the baby and get as far away from Strand and the tower as possible. So Morgan tells Alicia, I got to take the tower tonight to get her out of there and then leave. I got to get her out, right? Mm-hmm. And then he, then he says, I left a bunch of people I really cared about once before and it still doesn't sit right with me. So he's sort of saying, I don't know, I, I got lost there. Does that mean he wants to go back to Alexandria, Virginia? Because they're seven years ahead. So I don't know how it's going to work unless it takes you yeah. seven years to go back to Virginia. And if leaving people makes you upset, then are you saying that you don't want to leave everybody like Grace is suggesting? Mm-hmm. So you're going to stay. But then you're saying that she wants you to go as far away from the tower, which means you're leaving. Yeah, I, I was like, uh, what, what's happening here? So Alicia says, if you take the tower tonight, you won't leave? Because she really doesn't want him to leave. She kind of likes him, I think. You know, I think that she's like, you won't leave if we take the tower. Like, if I help, will you stay? Yeah, like, you'll stay. She says, I mean, I want, I want you to stay, but our people aren't ready. They're not prepared. They're tired, hungry, outnumbered. And he says, that never stopped us before, right? I don't die. We'll be fine. Exactly. It's fine. We got it. Sometimes being, you know, undermanned means a lot of red shirts are going to die. People still die. It's just, it it isn't the main stars of the show. You don't care. Yeah, you don't know their name. And John just died, if you're not, if you forgot that already. Yeah, right? Yeah. So then he says to Alicia, you know, come to think of it, you were gone a really long time, and you have nothing to show for it, really. What took you so long? What are you hiding? You keep saying you have what little time you have left, and, you know, Alicia's obviously hiding something. Cut to Sherry. She's in the middle of what looks like an old junkyard or a rock pit, and she's taking care of the baby all by herself, she's out in the open, and Dwight shows up, he says, I ditched Wes. So he had a fight with Wes and he ditched him. He managed to ditch hmm. him. How do you ditch somebody when everything's out in the open? Did you throw him down and run? He tracked yeah, you. Did you shoot him? What'd you do? How much ditching did you do? He found you the last time. I was going to say he keeps finding you. So how'd you ditch him? And again, I know it's your code not to kill him, but you could have tied him up. Something. Anyway, he doesn't kill him because of the code. So whatever. Shari at this point now, she's being very motherly with the baby. She's taking care of it. She's all, you could see like, she's like, I want to have a baby. She has that, I want to have a baby face. Because she's- Oh, complete. I want a baby face. In the middle of the junk that they're standing in, there's a headboard that says Franklin on it. And a science fiction looking concrete entrance. Like a, a, um, looks like a trapezoid shaped entrance. Like a 
sports thing. It looks like something from the future. Like an like a, yeah. a entrance to a base on Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. But it's the entrance to the underground of an old, old hotel in Texas. But it has a modern-looking entranceway. I, 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 I didn't know why they had an entranceway like that until... Well, I'll get to that in a minute. I'll explain when, when it dawned on me why they conveniently built that shape entranceway. So they call on the walkie-talkie and they get Alicia by surprise. And they say, hey, where is this uh, the shelter you were living in, the underground bunker? Where is that? And of course, thankfully, Alicia's there. Good timing that Alicia's the one to answer since she was in the bunker. And she says, it's under the Franklin Hotel. All of the places they're wandering in all of Texas. And they're standing next to the thing they're looking for. Of course they are. Because that's what happened. Right. Dwight says, I don't want to go in the bunker because Alicia said that parts of the tunnels aren't safe. And I'm worried if the rangers follow us in there, you know, we won't be able to get out. And they probably heard our conversations talking on the walkie. So he doesn't want to go in, even though he called Alicia to ask where it was. Does that make any? Yeah. yeah. Hey, where's that bunker? Yeah, we don't want to go in that bunker. (laughs) Sherry is acting weird and Dwight calls her out on it and says, seriously, what's going on? You're acting weird. And she says, I might be pregnant. I knew it. I knew it. Like from the beginning, I'm like, I think she's pregnant. They were acting too. Yeah. They were too weird. She was acting too off. Yeah. Too parental weirdly. Yeah. Yeah, Weird. So they hear horses in the distance and they run into the bunker because the horses are uh, probably rangers who found a way to track them. Unbelievable. Okay. Uh, I'm going to choose the ID here. I'll, okay. I'll leave it a mystery because I don't know yet. And, <laughs> and we'll be right back after this. Hi, this is Dan Fogler, Luke on The Walking Dead. And you're listening to Walkers and Talkers with David Brody and Jamie. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, Jamie, we're back. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you enjoyed those commercials. Welcome. Dwight says to Shari, we'll find you a pregnancy test. As if you can just find a pregnancy test in the zombie apocalypse. Seriously. Where are you going to go find one? Well, apparently Shari knows because she She, says, she she had one. I already took one, but I haven't looked at it yet. So she peed on it and then quickly put it back in the bag. So it's like, I guess you could find whatever you want in the zombie apocalypse. Morgan and Alicia get to the radioactive pit and all of the walkers are out of the pit. Morgan sees that what, there's what looks like the top of a car carrier, right? So it's a, it's a long, long ramp that went into the pit. Oh, yeah. It looks like a pickup truck ramp, like where, you know, you, they tow all the cars on the highway. A car carrier. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know what that was called. Yeah. Yeah. Car carrier. Not just for trucks. It's uh, all car carriers. So it's the top. It looks like they either crashed a car carrier into the pit somehow 
or they just happen to have a giant ramp. I'm not sure how they would have lowered the ramp in, and uh, and I, I have no idea how they would have done that. I have no idea. But do you know any walkers in any of the shows we've seen that can walk up a metallic slippery ramp at that steep no. of an angle? No way. Unless they're World War Z zombies, no. And more importantly, how did they get a pit, a giant pit of walkers to then narrow and funnel in to Come walk up a narrow ramp, the width of a car, thousand, a thousand walkers, all no managed, way. and none of them fell and tripped the ones behind them. They all managed to climb up the pit, and the walkers on the other end of the pit were drawn to the ramp. Maybe they were playing music, blowing a car horn, whatever. They all knew to go up the ramp. I'm calling ramp bullshit. I think this might be the, one of the bu- biggest bullshits we've ever seen. Yeah. I literally out loud go, oh, come on. Like, there's no way. There's no way they got the ramp. There's, that They had Ian a ramp. Goldberg. Uh, thank you. You sound like me now. <laughs> I know. You're rubbing off on me. Morgan calls Dwight and Sherry and says, there's no good place to dump the walkers. Because he's thinking, if I dump the walkers in there, they'll just get back out of the ramp. Well, okay. Can I just respond to that, Morgan? If I may, may Morgan respond to that? Your only reason for putting them in the pit was that you could go attack the tower tonight, right? Yeah. Okay. The pit is 20, 30 miles away from the tower. Okay. Let's say you put them all in the pit. If they have no reason to go up the ramp, they won't. And let's say they love ramps. Walkers love ramps. If they all come out of the pit, you think in unison with no one leading them, they're all going to walk back to the tower? No way. They don't know where the tower is. No way. They don't have a directional brain they're dead so put them in the in the thing it would take them hours if they all fall in it would take them hours and hours to get out of the pit and you don't need that you're going to be attacking the tower in like an hour so he's like well we can't bring him here what 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 (laughs) wes and a ranger walk into a room uh that dwight and sherry were just in and while they were there dwight and sherry picked up alicia's weapon that was the room where she was in the hospital bed so I wonder if they're going to coincidentally need that weapon to save their lives. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. So Dwight and Sherry are in the basement and they're in the, they're climbing through the tunnels where Alicia lost her hand. And Sherry says, you know what? We should set the alarm off to signal Morgan and Alicia that we're down here because the walkies won't work. Wes, hears the alarm go off. And now he's a power hungry leader. And he yells at the other guy, turn that alarm off. Yeah, oh, but he's shouting out commands. I'm like, man. And the other okay. the other guy should All be right. like, if the other guy should have said, "You're not Dwight's, uh, you're not Strand's yeah, number one guy you? yet, not yet." Who are you, buddy? Yeah, and you just got here. Shut the hell up. <laughs> I, I don't understand that. He was barking like he's been a like a commander. You don't go from being like, "Hey, like I paint and I write books," and can you guys do? Can you do me a favor? He's been there like a day, and he's in charge now. And he's in charge. Now here's why they had the weird opening. With no explanation how they got up there, Morgan and Alicia are on top of this trapezoid tower that has a door in it. You would think a trapezoid tower of stone like that would have a fancier door. But no, it's a regular door with a... With a okay. Yeah, so there's no clear way that they got up there. There's, you, it's a smooth, angled wall. There is no way they could have gotten up there that I could see. Unless they climbed the mountain behind it and, and then climb back down onto this thing. Okay? That's uh, all right. Maybe. Yeah. Dwight and Sherry now hear the walkers above them because the tunnels are, are quivering. They're, they hear the noise. 
and they're like, oh, the walkers are right above us. There's rumbles. Because Alicia pointed out they weren't that safe and sturdy, as she learned when it collapsed on her, one of them. Yeah, and lost an arm. So Morgan and Alicia are on top of this, of the doorway. So the doorway is now under their feet. And they're making noise and banging like, come here, come this way, come this way. Their plan is to have all the thousand walkers, single file, go into a door. Oh my God. Like there's not going to be a traffic jam? Come on now. No traffic jam. And if you look at the, the CGI of all the walkers, the walkway, the road that leads to this. Now, all the buildings are gone. The nuclear weapon destroyed it. And I guess they made this thing out of, out of stone to explain why it wasn't destroyed in the, in the nuclear war. That mm-hmm. nuclear bombs going off. The road or the, what's left of the road is about eight walkers wide. So you'd expect the walkers to be eight walkers wide. Oh, no. They're four walkers wide, staying to the left side of the road and then making a perfect turn in unison all towards the door. No, of course. None of them are walking like, like jaywalking, like cutting across the curve jaywalking. and walking directly towards Morgan. They're all walking and following the walkers in front of them, even though he's banging and making noise. Now, any other time in any of the Walking Dead shows, if someone was on something, a pickup truck, the top of a car, did the walkers walk by or did they stop and look up and try to grab them? They try to grab him. Yeah. This time, rather than look up by the door and stare and like surround the. The, 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 the entrance way. Right. They all walk in the door under Morgan. Of course. And he's yelling. Wouldn't they look up and be drawn to him? They're walking into a doorway of darkness where there's nothing. I don't. And they're all like single file. I, I don't. I don't. I just don't. Uh, and again, if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, and hopefully you're still here. Jamie and I love The Walking Dead and the shows. We do. It's just, it seems to be getting worse as far as the writing. Particularly this show. (laughs) There's two rangers in the hallway. I don't know where the rangers came from because Wes had two guys. One's dead, one was shot. Then Wes has more guys again. So, okay, let's pretend he called the tower and they sent more rangers. There's two guys trying to get the power back on. They're flipping breakers as if that's going to work in a, okay. The place has been abandoned for how long? They have automatic weapons. Again, both of them. Walkers start coming down the hallway behind the second guy on the right of the two guys. So he turns around and shoots a couple of them and then gets overrun rather than running away. The first guy is looking at the second guy trying to fight off the long hallway of walkers. And it's a hallway, which means they're coming in one at a time. Granted, there's a thousand of them. But you could shoot enough of them to barricade the opening with dead walkers. Yeah, absolutely. A walker, 100%. a walker comes in from behind the first walker. How did he get into the room? It's rhetorical. There is no way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the two of them die. They get bitten and ah, even though they both have high powered weapons. Okay. Uh, let's see. Always, by the way, the second guy gets gets attacked, and all you see is blood splatter against the the fuse. Oh, the breaker it was box. like chunky blood or something. It was, it was chunky so blood. Gross. My favorite place the for the kids to have birthdays, by the way, was chunky <laughs> chunky blood. It was so gross. But you know they didn't show them getting eaten. Like no, they didn't. They don't show like flesh getting torn anymore. It's so sanitized. Like they're like, oh, blood splatter. I want a Noah. I want I want to see when they. What was the kid's name? Diana's kid. The, the, the 
not Spencer, the other one. Oh, oh God. Whatever. Um, when they ripped his, when they ripped yeah, him apart. Yep. They don't show. There's nothing like that anymore. Uh, Ever since Dwight beat that kid with a bat, right? The fat guy, Sal, whatever his name was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there was oh, people complained it was too gory. Now they don't show it. They show nothing. Um, nothing. So now there must have been five or six walkers because we see a montage of other walkers getting eaten. They all can't keep up. Uh, 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 there's a female walker, a uh, ranger. We didn't see any female rangers. And then all of a sudden, immediately she's eaten. Ah! I saw that. I'm like, where, where, where did she come from? And how come none of these rangers can fight walkers? All right. Uh, Shari and Wes are in the tunnel. Sorry. All right. Shari and Dwight are in the tunnel. And of course, the tunnel collapses right in front of them. And I thought, you know what? What a great use of the set where Alicia lost her arm. This way they can use it again. Like they're using the, sub, the submarine again for that, the spinoff series that we watched, the, the webisodes. They're reusing set, set pieces. Yeah, yep. I mean, they should. So now they're trapped in the tunnel. By the way, did you notice the tunnel uh, at one point was, it was cylindrical and it was really, uh, I don't know, maybe like three feet by three feet at the, yeah. at the most? So now they're trapped by the rocks. But they, when they sit down out of frustration, now they're in a giant room, it looks like. Plenty of room. There's no, there's no uh, tunnel above their head, like the curve. It looks way bigger than when Alicia was trapped in there. Yeah, now, now they're in like a, a big open area. Okay. She says, oh, by the way, I thought I'd let you know I'm pregnant. There's a good time to mention you're pregnant. Casual. And so they start hugging and crying. Did you cry? I teared up just a little bit, but I was also really annoyed with them. So. Yeah, you're all right. And, and, and you know, truthfully, who, who cares about them? I don't understand why. We... I was like, eh, okay. Shari says, Shari says, we're going to get out of here. And Dwight says, the same way as before? What way? When were they trapped in that tunnel before? When were they trapped in a tunnel before at all? Anywhere. Never. Right. So Alicia got out of the tunnel. So what is he referencing where he says, go ahead and tweet us at David Brody at the Talking Jamie and at Walkers underscore Talkers. When, when he said, we'll get out of here like the same as last time? Wh- when were they trapped? In- I don't remember when they were trapped in a tunnel before. I don't know if that made any sense. Hmm. So she, she says, oh, I'll get us out of here. And she takes the... Alicia's weapon. Alicia's weapon, the muzzle, the flash suppressor, is what I think it's called. And she uses that to dig the rocks out because they couldn't do it by hand. Thank God she picked yeah, up Alicia's right. tool, which was pointy enough to get the rocks out. Oh, come on. Perfect now. weapon bullshit. <laughs> Alicia and Morgan are on the outside of the tunnel. Now, they couldn't reach Dwight and Shari. Dwight and Shari set the alarm off but they didn't know that Dwight and Shari were safe or that they were going to get out of the tunnels. Alicia said go to the tunnels, but they didn't know if they got out and they, set the, they sent the entire herd of walkers in there. They had no idea. By the way, they all went in, the walkers went in and from what we could see, killed all of the rangers. Except who? Wes. Because he's the star. So Wes gets to walk All up. of a sudden. Wes walks around a corner and breathes heavy and he's safe because a thousand walkers jammed into a room aren't eventually going to push their way around the corner? Come on. They can get out of a, they can get out of a pit, no problem. Up a ramp. So they, they climb out of the tubes. Yeah, Alicia and Morgan are there. Thankfully, they're at the right place. They made it out. They tell Morgan there's a radiation leak at the submarine, so we can't go back there. Shari wants to give her the weapon back to Alicia, and she says, no, you keep it. So does Alicia think she's dying? Is she, I think so. And she doesn't need a weapon to keep herself alive? And they're going. Well, she's got that thing on her ha- other hand that I guess now is her weapon. She's got- yeah, I guess that's like you know how Ro- 
um, Aaron has the mace on his hand. Yeah, but the mace. Like her her built-in weapon. But the mace seems like it's on his arm more securely than the than her own bones attached. That to is it. true. Her little bones are so fragile. I'm surprised they've been snapped. Yeah, they talk about how the woman they found had heard Strand's transmission from 20 miles away, so they must have an antenna or something. Convenient, right? That they they learn about the antenna from this woman on the day they're going to attack the tower. Isn't that great? Totally convenient. And Alicia says, oh, I need to get up there so I can transmit and, and see if we can get more people to come help us. So I thought, I was thinking to myself at that point, if you need more people, how'd you get in the tower? Like if you've already overrun the tower, you don't need more people. Exactly. How is she getting in the tower? She, she, there's been no plan. She hasn't addressed anything. She just declared war on Strand. Why would he let her in? Right? She said, you're going to lose that tower. I'm going to take that tower one way or another. He's not going to let her in. No, of course not. Morgan says, Grace told me to get as far away from the towers as I could. So I got to get out of here. Now, didn't he say that leaving the people he cared about was devastating? And he, he, he's never gotten over that? Uh, so he says. And didn't they, he said, we have to take the tower tonight. We have to take the tower tonight. Yeah, he was already the let's go. And yeah. I was like, okay, bye. He was going to go without Alicia. And then yeah. Alicia said, if we take the tower tonight, you'll stay, right? Never said he wouldn't. Now, all of a sudden, he's leaving. He's like, I got yeah. to get out of here. Where you, I got to go now. Why do you got to get out? Oh, uh, what, what are you going to get out of there for? Where are you going? What, what's the plan? Where are you going to go? I got to get out of here. I got to get far from the tower. Why? You're Morgan. What are you, what are you afraid of Strand for? Lee, and when you go alone, you, you think that uh, you're, you're going to be safe with a baby? How are you going to kill walkers if you're holding a baby? How's that going to work? Seriously. So convenience bullshit. Sherry says, oh, I, got, I have a way if you can get out of here. And she gives him the raft. I, oh, here, look at this guy. I have to happen, I happen to have a raft. And it works. And uh, maybe you can find where that woman is from because she was from somewhere where there's no radiation. And Morgan says, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to help you guys take the tower. Oh, I see. You demand they attack the tower tonight. You demand Alicia goes against her better judgment. And you're piecing out. Exactly. He was like, let's go now. And she's like, we're not ready. And he's like, okay, bye. All right. Um, no, no, you're ready. I convinced you we're ready. All right, we're ready. Yeah. Okay, uh, I'm bye. leaving. What a piece By of crap. Way, I'm, not, I'm not coming. Yeah. What a piece <laughs> of crap. So she says, look, you got to keep the baby safe. No hard feelings. I understand. And I'll do what I have to do. You will see me again. You know what that means, right? She's not going to see him again. Yeah, well, yeah. She's dying in this season. She won't. She won't see. Well, he won't see her unless he sees her body. Yeah, she, she's going to die, I think. Yeah, when you say, you know, I'll see you again. Eh. Uh, probably not. The baby is wrapped in lead. They had re- referenced that the baby was fine from the radiation because it's wrapped with lead around it. If that raft springs a leak, how's he going to save a baby in lead? And, and himself. Oh my God, stop. You're right. Huh? That's probably heavy as hell. A few of the main cast members are there to send him off. Daniel and Sarah. You know, Yana. Sarah got her, wa- no words, but she was there. Yeah, she got, she got like a wave. She didn't get, she didn't get, because you get paid if you speak. So she didn't get paid. Yes, you do. I think, what is it, 500? Yeah, it's a, a, after, after a minimum something? if you speak a yes. word. So they, they, they can pay her the, the bare minimum. They don't have to pay her for a word. Oh, that's so sad. And even so Daniel. Sad. Daniel stood there. He, did he say anything? He I, didn't say anything. And then all the other, all the other warriors, the soldiers, the, whatever, that, whatever those people are, 
They were in the background packing up and getting ready. People are speculating, is Morgan leaving the show? I imagine he's going to come back. He's got to meet. Now, are they clearing the way for Madison? Is Alicia going to die and Morgan's going to leave so that she can be the front runner on the show? Uh, or, 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 or does Morgan find a place with people where he can raise the baby safe and decides to stay there because the raft is damaged and he can't get back? And maybe that's a spinoff show. Oh my God. No, we can't take another. We can't take a spinoff of this. Or maybe Morgan becomes Fear the Walking Dead and the rest of these idiots get wiped out in the war, including Madison. Like they all get oh. slaughtered. And the only person left is Morgan and, he, and Mo. And Mo. Like Grace <laughs> oh dies. Everybody dies. Oh. And maybe, maybe the raft is in a storm, like Gulf of Mexico kind of storm. And he gets taken either back to Mexico. Well, over to Florida, you know, and that rat, like, oh, maybe like Louisiana, and there's no way for him to make it back. Florida sounds nice. <laughs> well, but he also wouldn't be that far. He could then go up north to Virginia. Yeah. And if it takes him eight years, he will eventually, and catch up. And Mo would be eight years old, and he could show up at the end of, of Walking Dead with an eight year old. Oh, man, you thought this out. Which means his kid would be roughly the same age as RJ. Roughly. Yeah, you're right. Maybe a year or two younger. Just about. Well, because because he's been gone for a couple of years now, and the baby was born a couple of years after RJ, but our but he left let's say eight years ago, right? The baby was born six years, maybe. So, yeah, I don't know when RJ was born in the uh, RJ. Well, RJ had to be born because Michonne was pregnant, so RJ was born. Yes, RJ yes. was born seven years ago, uh, in in the and 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 since. The Fear of the Walking Dead is six years, seven years. So maybe the baby was born a year into the apartment. So maybe the baby's six. So, that makes sense. So Morgan could show up with a six-year-old baby at the, at, for the finale. And that could be Whoa. how he shows back up. So they don't have Whoa. to explain him on fear. They don't. And now he could show up. He might even show up for the last season, the last third of the season. He might show up and be like, yeah, I've been gone for seven years. How about that? Lenny James comes back for the final third of The Walking Dead and fear everyone gets wiped out. Holy crap. Could you imagine? And there Woo. is no season eight. It's a, it's a whole thing is a ruse. It's out. It's yeah. out. Woo. Man. And maybe. They need to hire you right now. And maybe Morgan goes on the spinoff with, Nor- with uh, Norman Reedus. How about that? Oh, I'm about it. I love them both. I should be writing. For the you, show. Seriously, I mean, why are you not in the writer's room like right now with your cup of coffee throwing pens? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and, and crumbling up paper and missing the garbage And crumbling up paper and yelling at Garcia <laughs> to get you more coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Garcia, bring me more paper and some coffee. We're going to be here. This is going to take a while. We're, we're going to pull an all-nighter, Garcia. Oh, man. Yeah, Garcia's everywhere. Yeah, he's very talented. He is. He's, he's a man of many talents. Many talents. He can get you anything you need as long as you scream at him. <laughs> All right, exactly. scenes from the following episode. Alicia calls Strand at the tower and he lets her in. They turn on the light to get walkers to come back. So she's obviously in there trying to get to the antenna and broadcast for people to come help. So she's going to send a broadcast. Hey, there's a tower. You don't know us, but come help us overthrow it. Uh, so now are you any better than Rick's people or Negan's people? Like you're asking for people who have no reason to hate Strand to overthrow a tower that could be a nice place to live. And to hate him, yeah. Alicia starts killing people with her stubby stump arm that's got like a razor thing on it. Stubby stump. And 
then you see the stars of the show that are at the tower, like Wendell, uh, trying to escape the tower. And there's walkers coming towards the tower. And, our, and, the, and the good guys are fighting walkers. And then Wes points a gun at someone and says, it's over. There's no way Wes kills any of our people. So someone's got to shoot Wes in the head. So Wes isn't making oh. it out of this season either, is what I'm saying. Oh, man. Yeah, he's, he's out of control. He needs to be reined back in. And, and, just, be, and just to be uh, Strand's right-hand man because he wants to live in the tower. Hey, I have an idea. Why don't you just kill Strand? And then everyone can move into the tower and you'll get the, you'll get the place everyone promised you. That you're crying about. Yeah, and that's what he wants. I'm sorry, Wes, that, um, that, the, that the plans of people who are trying to help you out didn't work out the way you thought in a zombie friggin' apocalypse. I'm sorry. Imagine that plans going wrong in a zombie apocalypse. They didn't go the way they wanted. So now you think they're liars. They deserve, Shocking. They deserve to die because they weren't able to provide you with the Xbox <laughs> 5, you, I mean, the PlayStation 5 you wanted. Shut the fuck up, Wes. Explicit. <laughs> Explicit. I'm all riled up now. I'm all upset. Oh, you're fired up. Fired up, ready to go. <laughs> or should I say it? Fired up, ready to go. Okay. Uh, those will know that reference will know the reference. And nobody got back to me on my week, my reference from last week that oh. I made. Oh, they didn't? Yeah. I, they, I, I made a blatant reference to a very, very funny catchphrase from a very, very funny guy named Ryan who used to be do videos on Screen Rant and now has his own channel on Pitch Meetings. You got to go watch Pitch Meetings. Oh, you sent me some of his videos. He's very funny. They did a Walking Dead one. And what he does is, is he pitches ideas for TV shows and movies to a movie exec, also played by himself. And the plot points are always ridiculous. And they go, how's that going to work? And sometimes they'll go, how's he going to get out of that? Surrounded by a thousand zombies. So his response is always, it'll be super easy. Barely an inconvenience. And the other guy always goes, okay. So they just write it off like, it'll be easy. It'll be fine. Which is like, well, how are you going to get a thousand walkers up a ramp out of a nuclear pit? That seems like it's going to be impossible. Actually, it'll be super easy. Barely an inconvenience. So that, yeah. that's, that's my catchphrase from last week that nobody got. And then this week, I just, quoted, <laughs> I just quoted a very famous person, whether you like them or not. We'll see if anybody recognizes the fired up, ready to go line I just used. Okay, uh, Jamie, it's definitely 100% time for you to get ready to see uh, Hanson. Yes. You'll tell us all about it when you see them again. I will. And, but it's also, Jamie, it's also, it's time. What time is it? It's time, time to, to shut, shut this, this shit, shit down. down. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 